much fun. It is so much fun. Well, here we are having so much fun once again. <laughs> with everybody knows everything. Michelle and Mandy. <laughs> you all should come over before we turn on the recording. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, some podcasts have where you get that exclusive content, you know, if you become a subscriber or something all fancy. Right. If you're like the two dope gals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when we become, yeah. you know, People famous. would love to hear what they say. Oh gosh, right. yes. So we could have an HBO special too, right? That's right. <laughs> You all will get the inside oh, scoop of all goodness. the fun we have uh, before and after. Yeah. <laughs> but we do come down to focus on <laughs> a little bit of what we want to share with you. We're so grateful for your yeah. continued engagement on the Facebook page and following our posts and engaging with those, offering questions and insights, sharing what you're trying at home, what's coming up for you. It feels good to share that together in that way. Um, we were talking about just how there's always so much mm -hmm. to hold. And last week, um, you know, we ended up not recording a full session, um, technological, you know, <laughs> growing edges for me in particular, but we were, we did have a chance to share together last week, mm -hmm. which is so, it always is enriching for me. And me I felt, too. well. I'm glad. Yes. <laughs> it felt, um, I felt particularly grateful because um, I had sort of a whole week to sit with what mm -hmm. we were exploring and then come today to that. We said, well, we'll just, you know, we'll record what we were talking about last week. We'll stick with what we had hoped to share. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like I have so much oh. more. I mean, oh, oh good. So I can't wait to hear. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so last week I was I was sharing with Michelle, that, you know, how we were talking on this podcast about all these intersections of yeah. being the person we long to be and doing that while accompanying little people, young people, <laughs> children in their becoming, mm -hmm. and you know, raising children. What does that mean? And and what happens when you fall short. You know, I feel like on all these episodes, we're talking a lot about all these kinds of, I, you know, ways we're hoping to be and grow and learn and explore. Sure. But what happens when it all just kind of goes down the tubes right. Right. <laughs> as it's want to do? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's a question, you know, we were saying last week and I felt uh, re uh, reassurance in, you know, that's a question so pertinent to the life of a parent or care teacher but it's also so pertinent to the life of one hoping to engage in social justice. Absolutely. You know, yeah. doing that work and someone just wanting to live in a conscious way. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do I, where do I go from there when things don't happen the way I expect or hope? Mm -hmm. um, so last week, gosh, was it last week? It was. <sighs> a lifetime ago. It is um, a lifetime ago. Yeah, when you're raising three young children. <laughs> oh, yeah, it feels it this week, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, well, let that sink in, right? Everybody yeah. that's listening, too, it's, there's a lot going on out there. Yeah. A lot going on. And, you know, something that struck me uh, when you were talking, and I, I was listening to you talk really beautifully about all these intersections, mm -hmm. Um I thought, well, 
So what is the weave, what is the thread that kind of ties all that together? And I keep coming back to freedom. You know, I keep coming back to freedom for all of it. At yes. least, I would say for, gosh, probably 30 years now. You know, I've thought a lot about parenting and I've worked a lot with parents, worked a lot with grandparents and different people who are raising children, guardians and so forth. All kinds of different roles. And and then couple that with all the work that you do around social justice. And no matter what, it's all about this freedom to do what you can do while you're here. And be everything that you can be while you're here. And if we, if we just move the obstacles to that out of the way, no matter whether it's you know, a, a terrible law or a terrible policy or a um, difficulty with a child that's holding them back from being everything they can be, um, whatever that looks like on any given day with a child or on any given day with a policy or a law or a practice. Um, and some of them go on day after day after year after year after century after century, and they're really old. Um, but it, for me, when I listen to you, I think this is really all about freedom. And I, you know, just till everyone's free. Yeah, so anyway, I, I just thought I would reflect that back to you, that it's it's really all the same work, and I think it's maybe why parents, young parents, really want their children to be free of. Yes. You know, they want their children to be free of the things that held them back from dismantling the issues and policies and ways of life that have caused so much suffering. Yes. Right? That's exactly it. Thank you, per usual, because thinking back to the particular sort of sticking point from right. last week that was really right. sitting with me, it did, it felt so heavy, and mm -hmm. it was a situation where I was putting my three children to bed. Usually, mm -hmm. you know, I have such a wonderful, supportive partner, and I'm so lucky to have that, and so usually we sort of take mm -hmm. that bedtime ritual mm -hmm. as a a joint effort mm -hmm. but this particular night he was busy and so mm -hmm. I was doing it with the three of them mm -hmm. um, and anyway we were talking last week mm -hmm. how I just I was so tired <laughs> by the end mm -hmm. of the day yeah. and you know I could I could revisit all the reasons why mm -hmm. you know this one was squirrely and this one just couldn't settle down and this mm -hmm. one kept coughing and bless yeah. his heart he just was sick but that was so Frustrating. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah. That's because coughing you when you're trying to sleep wake is it up annoying. The other one. Right? Exactly. It's like can't yeah. we just have one? You know, yeah. one down here. Like, yes. Oh my God. Exactly. Stop being human. Oh right. Exactly. Just right stop now. meeting your own needs right now. Yeah. Gosh. And how just it felt. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And of course yeah. now I really can laugh about sure. it. You know. Sure. And last week I was so not in a place to laugh about it because That's I true. felt so yeah. sad about. How yeah. I ended up holding that moment, which yeah. was that I lost my yeah. temper. Oh, that's right. We talked yeah. about losing your temper. Yeah. 
Yes. And how, you know, that talking about sort of all the work and the many, you know, layers, how we want our children to be free of that, you know, growing up, I was so lucky to have so many wonderful Mm. adults who modeled great things for me. Mm. And I had someone close to me who did Mm. lose their temper. And the pattern was often, there was a genuine effort to Mm. sort of come back and apologize, which I appreciate. And I saw the pattern of, there was an apology, but really nothing ever changed. You know, they're still going to lose their temper the next time. And I, for yeah. you to observe, it, it was, yeah. and it's, that's very. And if you think about it, that's that's the story of our country's history. Oh yeah. So <laughs> well, there you that's go. That's what I mean. It, it, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is it's all the same story. Yes. It is. So go ahead. No, <laughs> I interrupted well, you. I'm no, sorry. thank but you. But that just jumped out at me. You know that you were you were talking earlier about all of this having the same meaning. And so right there, there you go. Right. And there's a a really great guy named Derek Jensen who wrote books called the end game, two books, end game one and two. And he, and he also has other books where he talks about these, these, these dysfunctions at home in our, in the privacy of our own homes and how they create, the circumstances of the culture and therefore the story of, and therefore our history. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So if, if, if you want to, those of you who are listening, if you want some heavy reading on this. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, heavy yeah. reading, but very provocative. Yes. Yeah. So go ahead. So you, so you are in a state of losing your temper yes. and it sounds like you got reconnected to that happening for you as a child. See, yes. and so okay, so it gets all kind of tangled up. Yes. Yeah. And I feel that in immediate remorse. Yeah. You know, I know yeah. this isn't how I want to be right now, and there right. it was. Yeah. And I feel like you know I can sort of grab. I'm grappling. I'm trying mm-hmm. to grab a hold of something mm-hmm. and and offer back mm-hmm. because I see. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like that. I. Mm-hmm. I you know, maybe even scared my one son, you know, because, whoa, there was mom yelling, you know, Mm -hmm. wasn't, and, or whatever. But what I was telling Michelle last week and still sits with me is just how, what I could find was an attempt at some sort of apology because I'm, what I was trying to do was explain myself, which I'm not saying is necessarily helpful, but I was in this place. But you did have that modeled for you. I did. And so mm-hmm. I just was sort so, of Yeah, of course saying, you would that would rewind for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm you know, I'm I said to them, I'm I'm tired. <laughs> and yeah. I'm losing my yeah. temper because I'm tired and I really yeah. want some sleep and I know we all yeah. need sleep and I want us to have a fun day tomorrow and right. be rested and so you know, but I am sorry I yelled. I don't want to yell at you when we're in our bed having a cozy time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like right. I want to be cozy I want to be enjoying each other and settling mm-hmm. in at the end of the day or something like that sure and what I was so struck by and I was telling Michelle last week is that you know my two oldest I have a 10 month old who just sort of you know he went back to nursing and you know whatever the milk's still there but they you know they were just so tender oh. in their attention to me sure and just reaching out and sort of rubbing my arm <laughs> I mean 
and like oh. snuggling back in, like, okay, you know, here we are. And, you oh. know, trying to be a little bit more attentive to, you know, maybe not like coughing on the baby or whatever, you know, but I just was so struck by that tenderness and that, yeah. I mean, what oh. words do you put to that resilience, yeah. that kindness, yeah. that yeah. gentleness, that whatever yeah. that they met with me and, and I still don't know, I don't feel like, okay, you know, nailed it as a parent, <laughs> you know, look back. Um, and I don't know that that's necessarily even what I'm mm -hmm. aiming for, Sure. but how do we, how do I hold that and how do I move forward? Right. And I do want to mention mm. at some point, something Michelle uh, offered to me as sort of a gift, a parting gift last week and what ended up happening with that. Oh, okay. But I know... <laughs> Um, I can't wait to hear. <laughs> I never remember so, what I say. So. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so I, maybe I'll just say it really quick. Okay. But he said, so I find myself in okay. attempts to explain why I'm uh -huh. saying I'm tired so yeah. often, yeah. which is true. I mean, and yeah. surely so many folks listening in can relate. Yeah. Who's tired? All hands go up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And all of us are, t whether you yeah. have young children. We're all tired, home, period. Yes, yeah. because what it's you exhausting said. to be on the planet right now, period. Exactly. But we can talk in a minute about what I know we want to talk about exhaustion and parenting. Yes. But go ahead, Seth. But he, um, so one thought Michelle offered from mindfulness oh. training. Is that correct? It was I from wish your. for myself to be happy. Yes. yes. She said, you know, there's this, you can have one thought on purpose. Yeah, having thoughts day. on purpose. And have yeah. one of those be, I wish for myself to be happy. And that stuck with me. Huh. She offered a lot last week. You know, she was a very generous listening ear. But that was something that stuck. Mm. I thought, those are the sort of things. Mm. I While I hope my children can hear me and my vulnerability saying, I'm tired. Yeah. I also don't want that to become like sort of a mantra, a mantra. of mine. Yeah. Like, I'm just tired right. all the time, you know? Right. Even if it's true. Yeah. I Like, what do I wish for? What do I long for? And so there was a moment, like one of those moments of intensity, I guess oh, okay. the next day or the, a few days later, I don't remember. Mm. And, you know, baby's crying. Somebody has their poopy diaper, you know, and the other one's like, mom, mom, you know. Right. And instead of sort of losing it, like yeah. that's losing myself, losing myself. Yeah. I just started singing. And why did I sing it? I don't know. But I wish for myself to be happy. And then I said, I wish for Griffin to be happy. I wish, and I sang each of my kids' names, and I sang my partner's you name, and I that. said, I wish for wow. my family to be happy. And, and you know, it sort wow. of, like, jarred us out of the, you know, everybody sort of, like, suddenly, like, oh, we're going to sing this song. Huh. And, you know, it huh. was interesting because at the so time, huh. well, and, who, you know, it just came out because you had suggested this, but what really touched me, so in the moment, sort of, my four-year-old sort of, my two-year-old loved it. He was like, oh, yeah, we're singing now. You know, this is great. The baby thought it was great. Sure. And my four-year-old sort of just gave me a sly smile. But when I said his name, he was sort of like, oh, don't say my name. I said, okay. I just went to the next name. You know, I didn't make a big deal out of it. But um, a few yeah, days. self-consciousness of four-year-olds. Yes. He sort of yeah. felt shy about yeah, it, I so, think, Yeah, that self-consciousness of four-year-olds. That's a big feature of four-year-olds. <laughs> Yeah. reassuring yeah but the next day I come down the stairs and I hear him playing in the next yeah. room and I hear him singing I wish for myself to be happy just singing that little mm. tune singing each of our names mm. and I'm trying not to tear up because 
It felt um, mm. encouraging. For that's me. different than I'm tired. Yes. Yeah. I felt that's what he heard me say that day. Yeah. You know, maybe he heard yeah. a lot of other things that I wish yeah. <laughs> I could have said differently, but he yeah. heard that. Huh. And yeah. I just thought I'd share that's with so you. That's so interesting, isn't it, that, that you were able to pull that out of the box? Well, I had it in my box. Uh-huh. You know? It was there. And it was sort of this glittering star (laughs) like okay this can work for me this can be a way to sort of anyway nice i I I love it yeah and something that we talked about about this last week that we want everybody to know is this are a couple of things that are in there so i'm going to just go through them really briefly one by one thank you and then we'll see where that leaves us because I think you've got a lot in there a lot of that's really a an embarrassment of riches (laughs) as they say (laughs) so first of all you have that interesting little side path that I never can resist going on and that's talking about where kids are in their development oh sure and four-year-olds and being self-conscious because why Literally, they are now conscious of the self, Mm. right? So before that, remember how we talked in that very first podcast about how, or second maybe, anyway, we talked about how it takes so long for human beings to recognize that they're separate. Yes. And so that self-consciousness is all, and this need to, you know, I will sing the song when I sing the song, Mm. right? Don't you think you're in charge of any of that? <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. So let's just get that straight right away. So, so I love that. It's it's that self-consciousness, which is, you know, just so tender and so yes. dear and sweet. And it, it just sometimes a little bit heartbreaking. It is. You know? so, yes. so that's my little side path of four-year-olds, um, which I love to go on. Um, So going back to the sort of main road (laughs) of the story. So you, one thing that I want everybody to really rejoice in is this understanding that kind of has come down through lots of different areas of research, but it basically says that your children, your students, your spouse, whoever you're in relationship to on a regular basis really believe you to be the person you are 50 plus one percent of the time and that's a that's miraculous you know to think that you you as long as you go over the halfway mark with people and with your children and that's evidenced in the fact that your children responded the way you are 50 plus one percent of the time They showed empathy and kindness. They knew how to express it, what they were feeling towards you. And what they had experienced you show them. And no doubt their father and their grandparents and all the people that they're lucky enough to have in their lives. So, you know, they've come to understand that who you really are. So we can... You know, as long as we straddle that line and do the best we can, yes. the response to you 
not being who they've experienced you to be that 51% of the time is really probably going to be something along the lines of, that's not how she usually is. That's mm. not like her, you know? Yes. And, you know, I even remember when my sister was in a, a caregiving setting and she was living without my parents for the first time and she, you know, had an intellect of maybe six, seven years old and I would, I was just in the position of now educating her about how to deal with all these people that she'd never had to deal with before. And it was so interesting mm -hmm. to hear her after about a year of me kind of working with her, hear her say, so-and-so was on duty last night. And she said this to me, that's not like her. Aww. You know, and I thought, mm -hmm. wow, you know, that it's even for somebody who as a, you know, 50-something-year-old woman who lived in an isolated, very, you know, low-interaction environment with my family, wow. now out and dealing with all these nurses and personalities and, wow. yeah, and she's saying she's that quickly come, and she has limited intellect. She, you know, didn't get enough oxygen to her brain when she was born, so very limited intellect, and I think it's, it's just really miraculous that as human beings, we do have that ability to, to take something somebody does and say, that's not like her, you know, and realize, hmm, what, what's going on? Yeah. You know, but to understand and, you know, apologies or not, to understand that, um, as long as you are able to harness what you want, yes, at right. least just one percent over the halfway mark, you know, <laughs> it's not a lot. I know. Right. Yeah. What a relief. <laughs> sort I, I of like I, I, I find it very liberating when I first understood it, and um, I have to say that I have. It's it's probably been a little over thirty years since I first heard and read about that research, and. I haven't found anything to contradict it yet, um, but every time I talk to parents, especially about it, you know, this, the exhale that it brings is worth taking the time to explain it. Yeah. So that's something, right? Oh, yeah. And then the other pathway that I heard in there was something that's happening seasonally. Yes. Right? So, oh, gosh. you know, this is January and February, but February in particular, if you think about the seasons, okay, and we're, you know, we're past February 2nd and 3rd, so we're into the return to spring. Yes. Yeah. So this is the time of year when animals start lo looking for their mates. You know, th this is, so seasonally a lot is happening. There's a lot of activity. What's really interesting to me is that you described, you sort of feel like things well up. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and I, gosh. and a lot of parents talk about that, um, especially at this time of year. Yeah. And I just would ask everybody to kind of look outside and look what's happening with the earth. Mm. It is so swollen with water. It is so swollen right now. Yes. And so if we can just kind of, 
be with that and toler you know, get comfortable with it feeling like it's about to burst. That like saturation. Yeah, point. that saturation, <laughs> exactly. And so it's not just us. It's like it, to me it's more that we are living out the fact that we're so deeply connected to the earth yes. and it is swelling around us the rivers are rising <gasps> right the snow is melting yeah. but you know every the, so all everything's rising mm. ready to pop <laughs> yeah so you know there's that to consider too and I think it's always nice to just pause a little bit and look outside Such and say, you know, am I a reflection of what's happening out there? What's out the window? Yes. That's what I call it. What's happening outside my, out my window? Yeah. You know, it's because we get swollen inside. We're, you know, just saturated. We, we can't take one more drop of water. Mm. Right. And so, there's a reassurance in that. Yes. So yeah. that there is this yeah. ebb and flow and yeah. flux. And it happens again over season after season after season. There's these ebbs and flows of saturation and then release. And saturation and release. And I think in our culture, the way it is currently, we don't have really the patience and tolerance to feel saturated and not pop. We're used to popping. And so it, so that's one part. And then the part two of that is that exhaustion of parents with young children is really a feature of the, the biological and physical relationship you have with young children until they're like four. Mm -hmm. And then it starts to get better. So if you just kind of think about, yeah, you might nurse and wean your child when they're one or two or whenever you make that choice. But they're... They're, that physical biological relationship where they're literally yeah. <laughs> taking everything you got, that continues. Yes. And not yes. just your children. If you are in the company of young children, period, like yes. care teachers or, you know, mothers and fathers and guardians groups where there's lots of kids that belong to other people. Yeah. That's all a feature of this biological relationship. Yes. So those are some of the main roads I heard you talking about that I thought were important to reflect a little bit on and yes. just put out there for people to think about. Thank you so much, Michelle. <laughs> well, I mean, really. I, don't, I hope it's helpful because it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, right. Yeah. If I can be the person that tells you that, I'm so happy to do that. <laughs> you are. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I am so happy yeah. for that. And I remember feeling, you know, everything you're feeling as a mother, of course I felt. You know, of course I felt the same way. Well, and that's the reassurance I see. Yes. You do get through to the other yes. side yeah. magnificently. You and do. That there's, you there's... cross on over. And it all makes sense somehow. It all is perfect in its imperfection because it's the imperfection that, you know, helps <clears throat> helps you see that, you know, the if you think about the old Buddhist tale of the, you know, the wood carver 
the carbs, wooden horses, just goes to the woods and waits till the tree makes itself known and then the horse reveals itself. The woodcarver does not carve the horse out of the tree. You know, the horse reveals itself. So if your child re reveals herself or himself, then those imperfections are all part of that. Yeah, so think of yourself as a woodcarver and that you're not carving yeah. your child. Your child is revealing herself. And you're there to push everything that's not her out of the way. Because the lesson of the woodcarver is, when asked by the village, how do you do this? How do you do this? And he says, I just, when the horse reveals itself, I just carve everything that's not the horse out of the way. Mm. And so maybe that helps a little bit, you know, to think of it that way too. It does. Yeah. <laughs> and thinking about just, of course, I'll get emotional about it thinking because it is so tender. It is. I mean, oh my I gosh, mean, it's so sacred. It is. And it, as you, as we've said through this whole thread, you know, that this is the work of loving the world too. Yeah. Of, that the world, um, gosh, there's another world present here breathing. Right coming forth yeah, in this yeah. world we are kind of mucking through saturated and yes, mucky exactly. and muddy yes and right without the saturation there's no spring mm -hmm. oh, and yeah. that's that's a, a comfort to me to hear mm -hmm. and to see in my own children mm -hmm. that sense that I mean <laughs> sometimes I feel like maybe I'm the tree and they're the woodcarvers too. Absolutely. You know, they it's are all moving dynamic. out. They are helping yes. me move out. Yes. Everything <laughs> we do hate. not need. Yes. Yeah. It's all dynamic. It's all related. And then when you start weaving into it, the realms of social justice, like capitalism and, and people having their needs met, all those kinds yes. of things start to figure into that. So yes. it's not this romantic, privileged space. Absolutely. You know, that's that's da the danger of this kind of thinking, mm. is that it doesn't yes. get lost in privilege. Absolutely. Because it's a privilege to talk about wood carving. You yes. know, I mean, it, it really Absolutely. is. And I think that the way we bring it back into the world of, where everyone has access to that process. That's the, that's the gold. Yes, that is the gold. Yeah, the gold is that it's not privileged. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what we have to fight for. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that sort of, I feel like in so many ways, that redeems my own self-judgment about mm -hmm. sort of getting hung up on. Mm. Gosh, you know, in the scheme mm. of, well, both and. In yeah. the scheme of a suffering world, you're worried about the fact that you lost your temper one time with your kids. Yes. You know, sometimes I can sort That's of what I mean. belittle yes. my yes. concerns. Yes. And yeah. on the other flip side, I right. think there's a whole suffering world, Mandy, and you can't even, you know, <laughs> endure one awkward, difficult, you know, hour with your kids. And how it's sort of, I can feel myself sort of yes. putting myself or belittling that process yeah. on both ends. Yeah. And, and I realize that that's, so I feel so grateful to be reminded yeah. that it is all part of it. And 
what redeems it too is yes living into that yes possibility of freedom yeah. for everyone exactly yeah so that we you know we always remind ourselves that all of it's true yes it's exactly. all true that it's all true it's all true that's that's all we need to say. <laughs> that is aren't we wise oh my gosh well we don't no. know anything you know everything <laughs> no, 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 no 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 i know yeah, you don't everybody knows everything except Every you and me yeah, exactly <laughs> that's why we're here and that's why we're so here. there you go Oh. Yeah. And I yeah. know, you know, as we're wrapping up this episode, we're we're sharing it toward the end of Black yes. History Month. Right. Right. And so, you know, we'll continue to share a few resources on the Absolutely. page through the end and get heading into the coming month. But one, you know, closing thought, and it feels connected to this, mm. that Michelle was sharing about how do you, the end, so yeah. in quotation marks, of yeah. Black yeah. History Month. Um, yeah. and the, the grief, um, yeah. the sense that, you know, well, I don't want, I don't remember who it, Oh yeah. So I, yeah, I had a, I was sharing with Mandy that I have a really wonderful colleague who I love dearly. And he posted the other day, um, that he wondered how, um, children feel watching all those things come down at the end of the month off the walls of their classrooms and spaces they go visit. And we posted some resources on our page, which we will continue to do. Um, but I think that it's worth remembering that, you know, all this focus we've had on that this month is really just us wanting to use the month as kind of like a, you know, going on a retreat, yeah, <laughs> you know, and yes. saying, okay, this month we read, we looked at this and this and this and this. And so what do we take with us for the year? Yes. And, you know, there's more and more cries around the country for this um, history to not just be taught in classrooms, but there's a loud battle cry right now that you can support um, that teachers, all teachers, need to have certification from a college in Pan-African Studies before they hit a classroom. And that's an interesting boy. For yeah. that to come out of Black History Month and, and the Black Lives Matter week at school during Black History Month, yes. that's an example of what I feel like you and I want all of us to understand is that, yes, use this month to do that. Yes. And then on we go. On we go. Yeah. And maybe don't take everything at once. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Why? Yeah. So anyway, just some thoughts. And Oh, sure. No, and I think I even think about your invitation at the beginning of the month, mm -hmm. the thought of having, for example, mm -hmm. a photo of Dr. King yeah. hanging in your right. home, thinking of those Titiana's yes. books in your yeah. home. Those right. don't come down. Right. At the end of the month, right. those become right. woven into the fabric yes. of yes. how you're living. Yes, and if you you know continue to watch that page over the year, you'll see that's just all that will just flow. It, it doesn't end with the end of Black History Month, but I do think it's really sacred to yes. say this is a month where we really dedicate ourselves to rededicating ourselves. Absolutely, and I think that can be a helpful way to look at it maybe yes um, 
And it, it there's that me. wonderful saying, uh, this is not an end. It's not even the beginning of the end. It's the end of the beginning. And maybe that's a nice way to think about, you know, as we now we'll be looking at other months, you know, women's history, you know, indigenous people's history, all, you know, all of it can be an opportunity. And, you know, June is typically when you look at the history of LGBTQ and, yes. you know, uh, issues. And so all of that is an opportunity to just always be rededicating yourself and learning more and more. Yes. So you don't have to think of it as I focus on this and then I focus on this and then I focus on this. But if you do this throughout the year, what I think everyone will see, if you really do follow this kind of dedication practice all year long, I think it really offers you the opportunity to really become introsectional. Mm, yeah. Because after yes. a while, it, I know even fourth and fifth graders will say, so we just kind of talking about the same thing again? <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. With racism and white supremacy as the foundation for all of it. All of it, and that's that—that's the original sin from which everything else could grow. So, absolutely, that still remains for me. That and white supremacy is so associated with capitalism. So, you have—we can't forget that. But to start to feel the intersectionality of justice and freedom, absolutely. Till everyone is free. Till everyone is free. And that's yeah. why I feel like. You know, yeah, we're here. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Mandy. Thank you, Michelle, and thank you for everyone. Thank you, everyone who's listening. Yeah, we appreciate you. <laughs> Keep sharing. Keep uh, showing up with us. We're very, very grateful, and we'll see, see you, you next time. time. <laughs>